This is Rowena from Pretty Creative, and my drink of choice is an ice-cold white wine. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven, and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office, and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Do you really need to rebrand? So often we look at rebranding as being the answer to something, but we can't quite put our fingers on what it is. We all know that a big part of being in business is learning to listen and follow your intuition, that gut instinct. Chances are you know something is missing in your brand, but you can't quite put your finger on exactly what it is. Isn't that why you're listening to this podcast today? Today I will be chatting about Today I'll be chatting about how I, today we will, today we will be focusing in on how you feel about your brand across its many different facets and hone in on where your marketing dollars could be best spent to have the biggest impact. Now the first step is to dig into your why. Why do you feel like a rebrand is necessary. Now there's many different parts of this and everyone's going to have a different answer. So for me, personally, even as a branding designer, my first design was out of necessity. I quickly needed something to go into email signatures and This was before I'd done a lot of work on my business into who my target audience was, who my target audience was, my ideal avatar as well. I really hadn't named my values. And so what I had created didn't truly represent the direction I was heading in. Now, a lot of other people possibly found themselves in a similar situation where They had an eternal checklist of starting their business and there was a branding section on there, no doubt, and you had logo, you had website and social media. And in a lot of ways, those things probably just got ticked off and moving right along. Maybe you just visually, when you look at your brand or you go to make things to go on social media and Canva or the like, or it comes to creating an ebook or updating a blog on your website. And every time you go to do so, a little part of you inside dies a bit. You know that something's not quite right and it's annoying you and you wish you had the time to do something about it, but you'll just make do. So you push ahead. Possibly, maybe it's niggling at you because you're starting to change direction in your business. Now, this happens a lot. We do a lot of growth and growing within our business, both both personally and professionally. Clarity comes over time. So maybe you've realized that your client is leveling up, therefore you need to level up. Or maybe you're moving into an even smaller niche. So consequently, a broad logo that was designed for an entirely different purpose maybe doesn't suit what you're after anymore. Or 
It could be the realization that you're ready to do it right so you can step up and stand out from your competition. Now there's more to branding. When I say branding, it's a very broad topic and a lot of people have a lot of different interpretations of what they see as branding. At a base level, a lot of people would just go, yeah, I have a logo, yeah, I have a website, social media, done, cool. But why isn't it working for me? Branding is so much more than what you see. So before you jump feet first into considering doing a rebrand for your business, the fact that you have recognized that something's off is a really great reason to stop, take a breath, and reassess some of those core foundations that your business is built on. Some of those things may have changed, and that's what business is supposed to do. It's about progression. So it's worth taking stock and auditing your business and auditing the full breadth of what a brand can be. This will give you a really honest benchmark of where you stand across your brand. So when I say brand, I mean not just your website, but your copy on your website. When I say social media, I just don't mean your pretty pictures. I mean your actual content that is really speaking to people. It can also be imagery. And when I say imagery, I just don't mean a picture of stock photos. Maybe you need a brand photo shoot. There's a lot of little moving parts and that's where people start to get overwhelmed. So before you step into a rebrand and go rushing forward, here's some areas that I feel like each of us need to assess before we make the decision to change our business brand. Now the first and most obvious for most people is your logo. Now a lot of people have had logos done in different ways by different designers or possibly even by Fiverr when starting out. I, that's a whole nother podcast that'll be coming up in future weeks. But what I'm actually going to ask you is some questions about your logo. Very first, off the bat, the bare minimum that everyone should have is their logo in all the colorways they could possibly need it in. So you jump into a Word document, you know you've got the right format. You jump into doing something on your website, again, you've got the right format. You might have it reversed out of colors. You might have an icon versus the full logo. All of these mean that you will increase your brand recognition no matter where your logo is seen. It will be consistent and easy. Easy is very key to all of this. Now, another thing that a lot of people who possibly went down a slightly cheaper route, no judgment whatsoever, I completely understand how businesses, when they're starting off, you have to prioritize where money's going. But a logo style guide and knowing how to use that logo through your brand consistently but when I say logo, I also mean fonts and when you should use certain logos and in particular, the rules about what not to do with your logo. Some people feel restricted by these, but seriously, it will make such a fundamental difference and things will just be so much easier 
when you have rules. Everyone loves boundaries. So that's number two. First step, making sure you've got all your logos in all formats that you could possibly need. Step two, having a style guide that makes things really easy, a little mini rule book for your logo. Now the next one definitely brings in emotion and it brings in other people's perceptions. We've kind of covered the practical. Do people recognize your logo? Do people, do you often, do you often get comments about how much they like it or they've seen it here or they've seen it there? This is brand recognition and it shows that your brand is strong and it also shows that people are starting to see it around. They're starting to see it pop up in their feeds. They're starting to see it pop up in other people's feeds. There's a lot of different ways that this can be and some of it people don't even realize. But if you get comments on your logo in a positive way, and especially, now this is very important, especially from your target audience, then potentially your logo is already on point. Now we move on to brand. Now brand, as we said before, brand, as I said before, is really broad. First thing that's most important is that my branding, messaging, and content is consistent across all of my platforms, both on and offline. Now we live in a very online world. A lot of people will have a tendency to be very consistent online and think that that's their brand. That's all they need to worry about. Coming from a print background, I can say that there is a lot more that you can be doing to ensure. So for instance, if you have a beautifully built website, but when you send your product out, it's something printed from Word really hastily, there's an inconsistency there. It's looking at, are those things all in line through the entire client journey that you offer to people? The next one is, do you have a brand style guide? Now, we talked about a logo style guide in the last section. A brand style guide outlines how to maintain your whole brand consistently. So you could have a logo style guide, which tells you how to use your logo, but you may not have a brand style guide. Now, the purpose of these, and I've had clients come to me and say that this has made what they do in their business so much easier. A brand style guide is basically your brand's Bible. It is all the rules. It is all the stories of your brand. It is how to maintain a level of consistency that will ensure your customers and clients recognize you no matter where they see you. But that's your clients and customers. It also makes it really easy for you to create those things for people to consume because you've got a clear set of rules and boundaries to shape your brand within. Again, now this one is really a personal connection. And I actually feel like this is one of the most important because let me just ask, 
Do you love your business branding and have zero brand shame? Do you love your business branding and have zero brand shame? Now, for those who don't know, brand shame is that feeling when you go to hand over a business card to someone and your heart drops because you are so embarrassed by it or you hold back on sending people to your website and ultimately losing sales because it is just not a true representation of what you want it to be and know it should be. It can also be a raft of things. It could be that your content in your brochure is inconsistent with who you actually are and it doesn't feel like you. So something just doesn't sit right. I'm going to speak out and say honestly, hand to heart, I'm a graphic designer that's had brain shame before and I can tell you quite honestly that the 180, that having a brand that you are so proud of and you want to show it everywhere you possibly can, that can really change the direction of your business. Now, the next step really ties into the last step. So we've talked about how you feel about it. Now it's about how your target audience feels about it. So does your branding attract your target audience and frequently do so? So I've heard people before saying, oh, I love my logo. And it's like, yes, but does it speak to your client? So it's finding a nice cross section between these two. So you may have one, but not the other. Okay. And sometimes it can be really hard to have a brand that you love, but is not speaking to your ideal client. And this is where I feel like you can move into some of the ways of doing maybe a rebrand instead where or an update. So that you can freshen up some of the elements so that you love it and your clients love it. This is a big one as well. This next one. Does your brand have a unique style that stands out against your competitors across all platforms? So often it is easy for brands to fall into the comparison game and wanting to blend in. And it's really easy, especially in some of the industries with huge stereotypes connected to them. For example, say real estate. You know, there's a lot of very safe colors that are used in real estate. Say you're, maybe yours pink, but if yours is the same as everyone else's, it's really going to blend in. And that's the last thing you want. The purpose of a brand is to help you stand out. So does your brand do that? Now, does your branding have a defined personality that it consistently connects with your target audience? This ties into brand voice. So a lot of bigger organizations, this is a lot more complex. For a lot of you listening, chances are you're solopreneurs or small businesses with small teams. It is really important to have a consistent voice. This way, when people come in touch with you, they feel like they are talking to the same person all the time. 
They feel that when they meet you or work with you, you've showed a true representation of who you are and what your values are. Now, this next section is close to my heart, but it feels like it's a little bit of the dinosaur of the branding world. Print. I'm a print baby. I grew up and did my qualifications in an era where websites were new fandangled and flash. And when I came out of university, if you didn't know how to send something to print and create design for print, you were nothing. It was going to be really hard to make it. Now, print over the years, and I can talk a whole lot about this as well. So print has really got a bad rap. And in the online world that we live in, it's often the forgotten second distant cousin that you see once a year. I beg you to think of it differently. Okay. So at an absolute base level, you know, I realize business cards are starting to become outdated and things like that. But think about how you can use print creatively. Again, going back to standing out against your competition. Print these days is so much cheaper and so much more accessible, but there's also so much variety that can help you stand out as well. If you guys want to podcast on this purely by itself, believe me, I can talk about it. But let's just get back to what we're actually supposed to be talking about today. So here's the question for you around print, if you have it currently. I am proud whenever I hand over any of my printed collateral, be it a business card, be it a thank you card popped in with your product when you're sending it out to people, be it fill in the blank. Anything that you have print, again, it needs to have a level of pride attached to it. So this can also be invoices, you know, just making sure that they're fresh and on brand can just be another little stepping stone in the part of a bigger picture. This next one comes back to what I was talking about with regards to how print can be used. This one comes back to how print can be used to enhance your customer experience. So my printed material, is it a part of the customer experience and adds value to my clients? So I'm not sure about you, but when I get beautiful packaging or I get a handwritten card or I get a schmick as business card handed over to me, I am a thousand times more likely to feel inclined to go back to that person or to get in touch or the feelings that are attached to me receiving something beautiful is something that I'm always going to want to replicate. And if I know that that person offers that, Right, moving on to the elephant in the room. That's not so much an elephant. It's literally everyone can see it. Online. Scrap that. Moving towards the biggest part of branding in today's world. Online. Now, online 
feels like an epic beast that never quite scrap all of that about online the online part of your brand is so important in today's world online is where everyone is on a daily basis and in a lot of ways it's a really hard place and it also is painted as really easy so I'm going to drill this scrap all of that about online again online is one of the most influential parts where your brand needs to be on point all the time always delivering but it can be so overwhelming and this is coming from a web noob I can do what I need to do from a graphic designer's point for online but it is relentless so I'm going to break it down into six easy questions for you to answer and really think about your answer to this Is your website up to date and customized to provide the best user experience? So I I ask you, go onto your website and think about it entirely from an outsider's point of view. What are some of the most common questions that you get asked? Are those answers to those questions easily found on your website? Or do people have to hunt around and it's awkward and it's uncomfortable and they end up leaving? So really think about the journey again that you take your client on from when they land on your website. This is really important and even as a web noob it's something that I can think of my own personal experience when I go onto other people's websites. When it is something that I enjoy and it's on point all round, I will stick around and I'll be a lot more inclined to purchase from them. Now this next one, I'm guilty. Up until about six months ago, this was something I wasn't doing, but I can hands down say how pivotal it will be in the future of my business. So you need to get onto this part as soon as possible. Do you use your website to collect email addresses and ultimately convert those visitors to paying clients. This is about follow-up. This is about having automations in place. Um, whether you use MailerLite, whether you use ActiveCampaign, whether you use MailChimp or any of the many email marketing platforms out there, you need to make sure that you are capturing those clients because you can be warming them up then. They're going to become your sales when you have a new special on. So are you collecting email addresses? And I have to put my hand up for this next one. And this is one that I've struggled with. And I know so many people struggle with it as well. But after doing multiple courses to find something that spoke to me and really reinforced how important it is to how important it is to regularly post to your social media platforms and be attracting constantly people scrap that last bit about social media 
Are you on your social media platforms regularly and constantly attracting and building your people through engaging content? Now, social media is an ever-moving beast. It feels like the algorithm's out to get you on the daily. My recommendation would be to find a course that keeps it simple and find something that works for you. I'm not going to step up and say post every day because I don't even do that myself. There's months sometimes I don't post. But if you have a purpose that you want to use social media to reach your goals, you need to really invest, I would say, 12 weeks of leveling up your content. And that's a section we'll move on to soon. But the difference it can make is next level. Now, social media platforms have a lot of spaces to to brand. So going back to the logo and branding section of this, you can use those rule books if you've got them. And if not, again, maybe it's something to look into to ensure that your brand is consistently portrayed across your social media platforms. Everything from posts to your Facebook cover to your LinkedIn uh, to your LinkedIn profile all of these things tie into having a consistent brand now again another emotion coming into this are you excited to direct are you excited to direct people to your online presences I know for a fact that I love my website and I love I have two I have my business website and then I have my passion project, Brand New Magazine. I love both of them. Um, is there things I'd want to change? Sure. But I got that foundation right where I absolutely love sending people there because I love it and I know I've had amazing feedback from people saying that they've read it from beginning to end. So it really, I love sending people there. I realize I'm going to giving them a great experience so that's the emotion I have attached to that. And I know that I love sending people there. There were moments where I was first starting out. I dreaded sending anyone to any of my online presences. And if that's not a giant red light, I don't know what is. This one's a tough one. And this comes back to consistency. Do your target audience frequently engage with you on your online presence? I'm telling you that once you find your people on that space, they will engage. And the thing that I will really advise you to do, and it's something that's made such a difference on my social media, is to check out the posts and analyze them, which people do engage with. So think about, is it content? Is it imagery? Is it time of day? And test out because you've got to find what works for you. You can do all the social media courses in the world. But ultimately, the purpose of social media is to have people engaging with you so that ultimately they can become clients. Now, this final section, Gemma, fellow workwife, will be very proud that I've got this in here. This is all about content and copy. And I feel like this is an area where you either thrive or you survive. <laughs> and I was in a survive 
space a lot with my content and copy. And I know that so many people are in the same space. But at the same time, I play to my strengths. So if you love writing but you hate editing, then get someone to edit. Gemma edits my stuff all the time because I love the creativity of writing, but I hate the knowing all the proper stuff and how to do things properly. So find out what works for you. And thanks to Gemma, I know that I can tick most of these boxes in this next section. So having a copywriter is really powerful. Do you have clear messaging and tone of voice through all of your content? My piece of advice in this space and a way that I managed to do this, any of you that have listened to this podcast before or ever seen me speak before, know that I have a very particular way of speaking, a very particular way of communicating with people. So I use Otter. Otter is a transcription app. And I literally talk into this app around certain topics and turn them into social media posts. It's a really great way of starting to develop your voice by using your voice. So just a little tip there. Honestly, it has changed how I create content for social media, or even if I'm needing to update a section on my website or a blog, it means that I can get the majority of the content out of my head into words without staring at a blank page. It gives me a chance to edit, and then I flick it onto Gemma and she does her magic. Next. Do you have a copy guidelines. Now this is something that I have and it's really simple. It's a single page. It's basically like your logo style guide and your brand style guide. It's a set of content guidelines about what your hard do's and do nots are for content. So for instance, for me, mine isn't formal. Mine is very conversational. Um, it's okay for me to curse because I do that Um with people anyway, um, never in a, a harsh way, but always in a very um, playful way. I have rules such as making sure that I'm friendly, that I'm approachable, because those are some of my brain values. So this content brand guidelines, again, is there to make sure that things are easier. All of this is about making everything easier. And lastly, my target audience is reading and positively engaging with my content. So this a little bit connects to your content on social media, but this can be on your website. This could be a LinkedIn article. This could be fill in the blank. Wherever you write, wherever you are creating content, that your ideal target audience is connecting with it. Now, before you get too overwhelmed, let me just step up here and say that this detailed questionnaire is available on my website. I'll make sure that I pop the link into the show notes so that you can download it for yourself and go through. But the purpose of this, now that we've gone through, is that if you have an excess of ticks in a certain area, 
That's great. That means you've nailed that area. It's awesome. You have that area down. But say you have none in other areas, it shows where an area of investment that could help you level up and lay some brown lay some brand foundations. So I've had people come to me and they have pretty much nailed, say, three out of five of these sections. And it makes it really clear. And so often I get people coming to me and feeling like getting a new logo is going to be the answer to everything. I'm pretty sure we've highlighted it here today that that's not the case. There may be areas that you need to invest in first so that you can be sure that when you do your rebrand this time, it's going to do what you want it to do. Now, what are some of the outcomes? Now, first up, you suddenly go, wow, I've got none of this down. I need, at this stage, I would say the thing you need to do as an engagement professional, you need to, even at its base level, you need to, even at base level, people do brand audits. People do brand audits. Now, this is basically someone who goes through and does very much this questionnaire, but on a, a deeper level and starts to look at recommendations And this could be something that really puts your mind at ease to put some practical steps in mind. Or on the other side of this, you could have some of these areas that you've got down. For instance, you may have nailed your brand voice, but your visuals are no longer up for... But your visuals may no no longer be keeping up. So this tells you that maybe it's worth investing in some... Like a brand style guide. You know, something that's going to help you create better visuals. It could also show that maybe you, across the board, you're doing all right. You've got some foundations laid, but you know in your heart of hearts it is not going to help you get where you want to be. It's not aspirational enough. So having something that you already like is a great way to go to a professional or a a graphic designer or a web developer and say, I love what I've got, but I need to level it up to appeal to this person. Having that kind of information will really remove a lot of the fluffing around. Now, again, I'm a firm believer of ensuring that you've got these foundations laid before you try to take on too much more. But this is something that can happen over time. It's not like you have to put a hold on everything and be like, right, I have to get all this stuff done before I can move forward. Really look at the things that are going to have the most impact. So for instance, say you love the look of your website, but It's not converting because the content's really amateur and it's really not talking to your client's pain points. Seriously, copywriter is going to be the best thing for you to invest. You get so much value from a copywriter across the board. Or maybe you've nailed a lot of these areas already and you're looking for something new on how to have that one up on competition. So maybe that is print or maybe it is getting a new website. Like there's... This is a great way 
to sort of go, okay, remove the overwhelm and let's get practical. So if you have any questions, I am really open to it. I love talking about the stuff, clearly. But I ask you, before you go rushing into a rebrand and throwing money away, have take, take that time. Take that time to breathe and figure out where you're at and really start to name the feelings you have in these particular areas because you may be surprised or you may want to rebrand. In that case, feel free to jump on over to www.prettycreative.com.au and book in a chat. I'm more than happy to have a chat to you. I offer 15 minute free brand audits where I have a look through what you've got that I can see and offer any advice. Or if you're still very much at that DIY stage, I completely understand. Jump over to my website and check out my blog, Do I Really Need to Rebrand? Have a read through and download the checklist for yourself. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.